Halloween month brings us some spooky astronomy. Saturn and Jupiter soar ominously above, Mars creeps in, and rocks fall from the sky. Welcome to Observing with Webb, where a high school astronomy teacher tells you what you're looking at, why it's so cool, and what you should check out later this month at night. So we've got October of 2022. We've got some uh, some nice naked-eye planets up there. We've got some events and some constellations. So let's dive into the planets. All right, so first, let's talk about sunset. Uh, we've got Saturn and Jupiter. You probably have been looking at them lately. Saturn uh, starts out about 30 degrees above the horizon in the south-southeast. Now, it's fairly dim, but uh, it's still brighter than all the stars around it. Uh, I've actually been not really noticing Saturn as much because it's not as much brighter as I remember it being, but maybe that's just me. But by sunset, off in the south-southeast. And uh, Jupiter is not that far behind. This is the one that you've been looking at. It's super duper bright in the east after sunset. It's that first really bright point of light uh, toward the east. You've got it. It's impossible to miss unless there's a tree in the way. Now, throughout the night, Saturn and Jupiter, what they're going to do since they start off in the southeast, um, they're going to keep moving. Now, they start off in the southeast with Jupiter on the left, super duper bright, and Saturn about 45 degrees to the right. So not a full 90 degrees, about half that. And what they're going to do is they're going to march westward throughout the night, with Saturn setting around 2 a.m. and Jupiter setting around 5.30 in the morning. And so we've got Jupiter and Saturn throughout the night, but Mars also starts coming in as well. Now, Mars starts rising about 10 p.m. in the beginning of the month, and by Halloween, it's rising at about 8.30. Uh, so all you have to do is look east early in the evening, uh, and you're going to look for a dull reddish dot in the sky. It's going to be right above Orion and between the tips of Taurus's horns. So it should be pretty easy to locate. If you can find Orion and Taurus, should be plenty easy to find. Nice little dark ruddy red color up there. Then lastly in the morning, uh, all we've got left is Mars. And so by morning, Mars will have moved to the south or southwest. Uh, it'll still be between Taurus's horns and above Orion. It'll just be instead of in the east, it's now toward the south or southwest. So that's it for the morning. Mercury kind of makes a, a little thing this month, but I don't think it's really that easy to see. So let's ignore that one. So just to summarize, sunset, we've got Saturn and Jupiter. Throughout the night, we've got Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars. And in the morning, it's just Mars. So what's going on throughout the month as far as events go? Let's talk about the moon. Um, starting off in October, we've got evening crescents. Starting us off, you just look west after sunset. The first quarter moon is on October 2nd. That means that the right half is lit up and it's visible until midnight. Then we've got a week of evening gibbous. And then the full moon is on the 9th of October. It's visible all night. 
After that, you've got a waning gibbous, which is when it's mostly lit and it rises later at night, with the last quarter moon being on the 17th. Then we've got a week of morning crescents until the new moon on the 25th, and then probably a good week of evening crescents as well. So you're looking at the darkest skies being right around the very, probably the end of the month is when you're going to get the most sky, most dark skies after sunset. So then we talk about, well, what's the moon doing? When is it passing by these planets, right? So we've got, um, remember, we've got Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars up there. So the moon's going to pass by. On the 5th is when it passes by Saturn. So you'll see a waxing gibbous moon, and it's going to be just 6 degrees below and to the left of Saturn. Or Saturn's going to be 6 degrees up and to the right of the moon. Uh, it's going to be visible after sunset in the south southeast and also past midnight as well. Now, three days later on the 8th, October 8th, is when the moon goes by Jupiter. It's essentially, essentially full, not technically, I believe that's the next day, uh, but it is essentially full by most normal people accounts, and it's going to be below Jupiter by just four degrees. And so this should be really cool because you've got the brightest point out there really visible, and you've got the brightest, well, it's the moon, it's the brightest thing out there in the night sky. Now, a week later on the 14th, we've got another close encounter with the Moon and Mars. Now, the Moon's going to be just three degrees above Mars, and it's visible in the Northeast right around 9.30, and it's going to keep rising and getting high in the sky. I think about 60 degrees, or two-thirds of the way up to the very tippy top, the zenith. Uh, it's going to get that high by, in the south-southwest by around sunrise. So there you go, you've got those uh, close encounters, the 5th, the 8th, and the 14th. And then we've got uh, the Orionid meteor shower. Now this is usually a decent meteor shower and this should be a decent year because we don't really have to worry about the moon. It doesn't rise until about 3 a.m. and it's a crescent, so it's not so bad. So um, this one will give us about 15 meteors per hour. So it's not huge, it's not like the Perseids, but it's still there. So my advice is to get out whenever you can. Technically, the peak is on the, 20, the morning of the 21st, but just get out there anytime you can, okay? The best meteors are the ones that you actually see. So what you want to do is find a dark location, turn off the lights around your house, turn, you know, find a nice uh, really dark spot in the yard or somewhere uh, away from street lights, away from lights from inside the house. Stop looking at your phone, even if it's on its lowest setting. And I would say dedicate at least 20 minutes out there. Uh, that way, you know, you, you can't expect to see one in just five minutes. And you might, but you can't expect it. So I usually spend at least 20 minutes um, because that allows my eyes to get dark adapted and it allows me to just sort of sit and be for 20 minutes, right? So where you want to look is, of course, you want to look at the whole sky, but you want to look above Orion's head uh, near his club because that's where the radiant is. But you don't want to zone in on that spot. You want to keep a wide eye and look all around you because you want to see all of those meteors. But get out whenever you can, but the later you stay up, the more you will see because the radiant gets higher and higher in the sky because it starts off in the east. And you also want to make sure you check the weather because you don't want to go out and nothing happen. 
Um, my best advice is grab a hammock and a sleeping bag and you don't have to sleep out there, but that'll keep you nice and warm and the hammock is just perfect for looking up and not killing your neck. Um, and yeah, there are some links in the show notes for how to do a scientific media account if that's your thing. And if you do, let me know. I'm curious to see how it went. And lastly, the last event for October is Halloween, right? Some of you like to go out there with your telescope and do that for trick-or-treating. I would like to do that, but my son is nine, and of course, we're going to be going around. But we have three great telescopic telescopic objects to find. We've got the thick crescent moon in the south. We've got a super bright Jupiter toward the southeast. And we've got Saturn in between those two. So if you have a telescope and you can find at least one of those, kids are going to love it. Okay? Um, and it's going to be fun just to point them out, even if you don't have a telescope as well. Uh, yes, we are that family. All right, let's move on to some constellations. As always, I like skymaps.com for a constellation finder. Uh, you can print them off uh, and take a look. Or uh, Sky Safari is a very good app to find these things, as well as Skyview Free. Uh, but anyway, after dinner, you can still find the Summer Triangle. In fact, when I was up at Cherry Springs last weekend, this was easy to find. Uh, you've got Lyra, Cygnus, Aquila, and Delphinus. All you got to do is look straight up before 8 p.m., and you'll be able to see Lyra the harp, Cygnus the swan, Aquila the eagle, and Delphinus the dolphin. These three constellations have the three brightest stars of the summer, Vega, Deneb, and Altair in those uh, constellations respectively and those bright stars create a big summer triangle so even if you can't see all the stars of the constellations in let's say like a beach town or something or, 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 uh, or Philadelphia you can still see that summer triangle that's easy to find and off to the east of this is the small but beautiful constellation of Delphinus if you're under darker skies away from the city lights you might even catch a glimpse of the Milky Way passing through Cygnus and Aquila now, before bed, uh, a little later in the night, you can see the fall constellations of Pegasus and Andromeda. Uh, now, before 10 p.m., you look pretty much straight up, and you should see the great square of Pegasus with Andromeda curving off of the one corner. And if your skies are decently dark, you might even catch the faint fuzz that is the Andromeda galaxy. And lastly, before work, oh, well, we're getting into fall, which means winter's coming, so you've got Orion. You want to look south to find the vertical bow tie that is Orion the Hunter. That is it for October. Don't forget this podcast is found on my Podbean page, mrweb.podbean.com. And uh, on Stitcher and iTunes, there's also going to be a, a video version on my YouTube channel, Mr. Web PV. And I can be found on Twitter and Instagram as well as at Mr. PV. Also, Pequa Valley Planetarium and its events are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at PV Planetarium. So that is it. Make sure you get out there, take a look at the moon, take a look at those planets, uh, and really just enjoy a nice, spooky month so with that um i 
I'd like to leave you and wish you clear dark skies for the month of October.